Hey, it's Dylan here. Did you know that you can watch the entire interview online? The videos are at watch.hadwm.com. Enjoy this episode. Have a drink with me. Hey! Welcome to Have a Drink with Me. I'm your host, Dylan Polniak. And joining me today is comedian and co-producer of Hypothetical Comedy, Funky Sam Medina. Welcome to the show. What up? What up? Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, thanks for doing this. Uh, we spoke a little bit last season. We were talking about getting you on for an episode, and then it just so happens that we had finished recording that season, so I wanted to make sure I got you on this season. Hell yeah. I do appreciate it. Like, whatever, you know, stuff happens, but I'm, I'm yeah. here. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so you've picked our drink for today. I did. Yeah, and you went with uh, screwdrivers. Yes, I did. Uh, it's always been a favorite of mine just because I'm a big fan of orange juice. I'm a big fan of vodka. Yeah. And then my personal, I have, I have a little twist on it. Um, so I add a splash of cranberry juice, mm-hmm. and I call it a sunset just because sunrise is already taken. Uh, yeah. But now another thing I did in my older years is instead of ice, I use frozen strawberries. Oh, that's nice. That's kind of like a vodka sangria almost. Hell yeah. I couldn't find cranberry juice, so I put yeah. watermelon juice in it. And watermelon juice oh, is actually pretty incredible. Yeah. Nice. You are a wrestling fan. I'm a wrestling fan. And today's topic is all elite wrestling. AEW. Great promotion. Um, did you start watching it right from the beginning? Uh, yes and no. I mean, so I don't have cable. Mm-hmm. I haven't had a cable for a very long time. Uh, so I mostly, I you know, I watch the pay-per-views. Um, like the first time I think I really like sat down and excited to watch it was uh, the Double or Nothing where John Moxley debuted. But then I yeah. think that was her first paper. But yeah, I, I didn't really watch the weekly show. I'll, I'll catch what I do is I'll read the results for Raw, for all for for Dynamite, whatever. Yeah, and then I'll just go on the internet and look at the clips that I like. Smart. It's a good way to save two hours every week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and save uh like three hundred bucks every month. Oh yeah, for sure. I um, yeah, I just steal my father in law's um, Spectrum account, so that's how I've been able oh, to watch yeah. it since the beginning. I will, I will uh, admit to something, though. Uh-oh. Uh, remember when CM Punk <laughs> debuted on Rampage? Yes. I um, I paid $10 mm-hmm. to get a mm-hmm. trial of Sling for one month to watch that show. Oh, totally worth it, though. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was really... I, I'm so glad that I watched it live and on, on TV mm-hmm. because it was such a moment. It was such a beautiful moment. And like, oh, yeah. if I would have watched on YouTube like hours later, it wouldn't have had the same impact on me. Yeah, for sure. I think watching it live is just like a whole other beast. Um, I like, I, you know, bunkered down in my office and I had the TV blaring and just like sat there, no distractions, just for <laughs> that moment. You know, um, I, it was a great marketing strategy from uh, AEW's side of things because it wasn't uh, ever announced that he was going to be there. It was just like kind of a viral marketing of hoping that they get the point across that he's coming without actually saying CM Punk is debuting. And I think it paid off tremendously. Yeah. Yeah. They, they left it really up to, uh, to rumor and hearsay. Yeah. And it paid off, paid paid off off very well. I was going to say, I remember when the show opened in Chicago rampage and then 8,000 people. I don't know how many people were there, Yeah, but like the whole crowd was just chanting CM Punk, like louder than I've ever heard before. And I said to my wife, because she was watching it with me, I said, if they don't produce CM Punk, they're going to have a lot of angry people on their hands. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, they knew what they were doing, and you could tell with like some of the media scrums of uh, Tony Khan even saying like, "Yes, you, you, everyone knows what's going to happen on you know for Rampage, so just watch it," you know, and in the crowd all knew, and you could tell that they wanted that soundbite of the crowd going nuts because they delayed for a good like 15 seconds before actually having him come out because it was just the, the roof was blown off with just the crowd going wild. So do you ever watch uh BTE oh, being the elite? I watch, I watch every episode. Yeah. Oh, you do. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cause I was going to say, I really don't like that show. It's very annoying. Um, but there was an episode entitled CM Punk. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe I should start watching this. Yeah. This is really cool. Maybe I should start watching this show. And the very beginning is really awesome. It shows CM Punk backstage before he came out mm-hmm. on Rampage. And I was like, this is really cool. And then the next scene was like, I forget what happened. But the next scene, I said, oh, yeah, this is why I don't watch it. And I turned it off. Yeah. I, it can <laughs> it can be very silly. Um, oh. I think there's like... Just- you, so you watched it. So it was, it was Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. And they were debating on... The young bucks were telling him that he should be wearing Nikes, mm-hmm. and he bought a pair of Yeezys. Yeah, and it went on for so long, and I just said, "This is why I don't watch this." Yeah, I turned it off. I think <laughs> uh, you know, with their new persona being heels, they really do make their show. They make you hate them on their own show, and they do such a great job of it because back when they were, you know, baby faces, I guess, um, being the elite was like so fun to watch and you had bits with the dark order and hangman page and you had the bt championship and now now that they're heels now it's just like they're going on about how much money they have and how stupid it is that kenny omega is not wearing nike so you know they're getting the gimmick across and but yeah I mean, I there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff they, i have to skip through they should maybe face their own show though i mean it's working for I would them imagine. I guess, yeah, I mean, they're doing better than I am. How's my territory going right Yeah, now? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, my YouTube channel, I just hit a 1,000 subscribers. I think they're at, like, you know, probably close to a million at this point. But um, Oh, yeah. So with, uh, with CM Punk debuting, we also got Adam Cole and Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson. Uh, what are your thoughts on, on, that, on these two men jumping ship to WWE? Or, sorry, to AEW? Man. So Adam Cole was supposed to be a heel manager for Keith Lee on SmackDown. I heard that. Um, that's what they. That's what they say. Um, and then Adam Cole did an interview where he said, "I never heard that." Yeah. And then Dave Meltzer's like, "Well, just because just he didn't hear about it doesn't mean it wasn't going to happen." Mm-hmm. But you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I know that Adam Cole isn't big, and I know that I, I can. I believe it because yeah. I know Vince. I know the way it works and things like that. But now, uh, when I was watching, uh, what was it? Double or nothing? Was it all out? It was all out. Um, it was crazy because we knew because the rumor was that they moved Brian Danielson's debut ahead to mm-hmm. all out because when they go to New York for whatever, whatever, there, there might be restrictions and they yeah. wanted a full house when they debut Brian Danielson. Mm-hmm. So I knew he was gonna come out. I even told my wife because she was in the kitchen, uh, I could tell that Kenny Omega and Christian was coming to an end. And I said, Hey, if you want to see Brian Danielson, you know, come watch. Mm-hmm. Right. So she came over, we were watching it and I'm like, here he comes. And then Adam Cole. Right. And I was yeah. like, I was shocked. Like I knew he was coming, but I was expecting Brian Danielson. And I was shocked uh, to see Adam Cole. I was shocked. Yeah. me and, too. Um, it was, it was such a surreal moment. And then he came out and you're like, Oh man, 
you know, maybe they maybe they got they they, they didn't you know mm-hmm. move his move Brian Danielson's debut. Maybe uh, they were just trying to trick us so we could see Adam Cole, and then Adam Cole's going to feud with Kenny Omega, and then he super kicked Jungle Boy or whoever it was. It was Jungle Boy, yep. yeah. And then he like aligned with them, and then it's like what the hell? And then Brian Danielson came out, and it was just the roof blew off the place, and it was incredible, and it felt like. 90s wrestling again it really did that moment felt like there's been a few moments since then that felt like it and that definitely felt like it did not expect adam cole i knew that adam cole's contract was up because i read every single you know news article i'm sure yeah, I mean, the same. It, was, it was out there it was out there yeah and and it really was like i mean obviously he's going to go here and then after they they announced like you were or they announced that you know dirt sheets announced that he was going to be keith lee's manager yeah i mean he made the right decision there's there's no point on sticking Adam Cole with Keith Lee. And then they were also saying that they wanted to ch- possibly change his name as well. And, oh, because and that's like the, the, probably they don't, they don't do that. Yeah. How dumb do you think your fans are? Your fans are watching NXT. Oh, they're watching SmackDown. They're watching raw. And if you've got Adam Cole, two time NXT champion debuting as, Adam Steve Johnson or something. Yeah, Adam Coleman. Like, you know, <laughs> that's like that's the thing that just doesn't make sense to me. And AEW gets their fans, and that's why they built up this huge moment for CM Punk, and that's why they did the swerve of giving us Adam Cole. And the show could have ended with Adam Cole just being like the elite. Could have ended with Adam Cole, yeah. And I would have been like, I would have said all out was uh the best wrestling pay-per-view, you know in decades um but then, yeah. then daniel bryan or brian danielson shows up i hate calling him you gotta, you gotta respect the name man. i hate saying daniel <laughs> bryan but, uh, brian danielson you know he debuts and it's just like it's easier to say yes. though it is easier to say it's brian danielson saying it for, damn long. yeah we've been stuck saying it since 2007 or, oh, or 2011 whenever he debuted for you know as the rookie in nxt but um with with that said, so we got Adam Cole, we got Daniel Bryan, we got CM Punk, um, we got Ruby Soho. That was a great de- uh, debut as well. I think everyone kind of expected that as well with uh, the great vignettes that she was doing. Um, yeah, do you, yeah, definitely expected that. Do you expect uh, anyone else to be coming soon? Like a Bray Wyatt I mean, or anything like that? I really, I really think Braun uh, should be going to Impact. Um, I feel like he can go there and just kind of dominate. Yep. And um, they, they need some names. I was actually looking at the Impact pay-per-view last night, mm-hmm. like the card and stuff, and Christian's the only person that's really anybody on yeah. the roster right now. Like their next contender is Ace Austin. Like who the fuck is Ace? Uh, can I cuss? Yeah, you can say whatever you right. fucking want. Yeah, who the fuck is Ace Austin, <laughs> you know? Um, and then Josh Alexander is a new contender. Like who, who's Josh Alexander? And so um, Impact really needs some people. Yeah. They really do. Um, so uh, yeah. I would say I would I would want to see Braun go there. Uh, Bray, I don't know, man. Uh, he would do great in AEW. They would give him a lot of creative freedom, and then the budget they would give him probably would be great. Yeah, to do whatever he wants to do, like weird stuff. But there's just it's so packed, like it's mm-hmm. so stacked, and it's hard to imagine Bray Wyatt or Wyndham Rotundo or whatever his name is going to be yeah. on that on that yeah. roster. Um, but I, w- I would like to see it. I would like to see what they would do with him because um, I feel like Bray Wyatt unhandcuffed would be just incredible. Yeah, I think he's like 
he he's like one of the most creative minds and you can clearly see it in everything that he does whether it's you know the bayou cult wizard or you know the you know dreadlocks or the fiend or whatever you can tell uh, he puts his all into it he does i think i'm the only person wrestling fan in the world that was not a fan of the fiend i didn't like the fiend at all but he did a great job with it he looked like he visited the spirit halloween store yeah for sure and it's yeah, I, I'm Tom, a fan Tom of Savini family. did it. I think that's his name. He's like I don't know who that is. He's like a big actor. Uh he's in like, you know, uh Dusk Before Dawn. He's like wait, a wait, so what, what did he do? He uh designed the mask. And oh he did. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, but it's like I thought Ray Wyatt just found his mask and thought, this was cool. I'm gonna wear this one too. Oh no, he he that's another great thing about Bray Wyatt is he like had this great stuff created like he went all out to no pun intended but <laughs> to uh you know make his character work and and i'm expecting if bray wyatt comes to AEW, we're going to get more of like a blackjack mulligan style character i think we're going to get an old school style character out of him this time oh you don't think he'll be like um the spoofy uh magic uh demon guy i don't think tony khan likes that i mean he nixed uh woke uh broke matt hardy or woken but matt did hardy he know, did, did he nix it or did matt hardy nix it i don't know it just didn't work so i think i remember when matt hardy was doing version one mm-hmm. he would always tell people like this is like one of many characters that i have in my mind yeah right and that was like 2000 what six seven yeah something like that and so like as far as you know matt hardy is the kind of guy that reinvents himself every couple of years mm-hmm. and big money matt mm-hmm. is a character he did in ring of honor Mm. Um, a long time ago and so i feel like i mean maybe tony you, you're right it wasn't working yeah so maybe tony Khan nixed it but i also matt hardy could have nixed it too yeah and i can see that um you know bray wyatt probably wants something to work i mean we've all elite wrestling is very good we were saying this earlier the fans aren't treated like they're stupid and you know when matt hardy debuted he like time traveled and like you know Tra- uh, teleported to the ring and that was like all i was thinking was this is this has wwe written all over it it doesn't work here because they treat it like a sport like, you know like a sport wins and losses matter like i don't feel dumb watching all elite wrestling like i you know i'll run downstairs i'll be like uh, tell my wife just oh this thing happened with AEW but then you know oh my gosh I do that too <laughs> I, I find myself doing that I'll be in the kitchen I'll be like guess what just happened yeah. like I'm a fucking 12 year old yeah I and I was just making my drink for uh for the um episode and I was down there and my wife's like you've got like four minutes to get ready and I was like yeah I know uh but you know, I gotta get my gotta get my drink going, and I was like, oh, and there's something about wrestling that I have to tell you. But you know, I have to run back upstairs. You know, we're recording this episode, but that uh, brings me into a segue here into our next uh, topic that I wanted to discuss because AEW just signed a huge, like, partnered with a huge organization that I think every wrestling fan is gonna go as nuts about as they did for CM Punk's debut, Adam Cole and Dan- uh, Brian Danielson jumping ship. They're working with the Owen Hart Foundation, and that's I don't know if I've ever heard insane. of that until before today. Oh, really? They've been doing it for. I might have. I think they've been doing the Owen Hart Foundation since since '99. I mean, since like right right after he passed, wow. and um, so it's run by Martha. Uh, yeah, Martha Hart, 
And yeah. it's basically like they're trying to, you know, just I, I think they raise money to help people, you know, make a living, I guess, and get back on their feet. I, I believe that's what it is. But with this, okay. with this incredible thing is the ownership the rights and things like that, I'm yes. sure fall under the, the Owen Hart Foundation. Yes. Yeah, so they've announced that uh, merchandising for Owen Hart will be happening. Um, you can expect mm-hmm. there's going to be the action figure. And they even announced that he yep. will be part of the console game. That is yep. and the Owen Hart Cup. insane. Just amazing. And then they're going to do a tournament, the Owen Hart Cup. Yes. And I think, I think, I think we've got some more people jumping ship uh, in the coming months. I'm, I'm thinking we've got El- Yeah, who do you think? Because you asked about the Wyatt and stuff. Who do you think is going to jump ship? El Generico. Oh, Yeah. Um, I think we're going to okay. get uh, Gargano for sure. His his contract's oh. supposedly up. I think well, so- his wife is pregnant. Maybe he wants a financial stability. Where's he going to get a better financial stability than AEW? I mean, he's I don't know. He's I mean, making know NXT money at this point. I mean, NXT's right, right. gone into True. 2.0 where <laughs> yeah. Rick Steiner's son is called Braun Breaker. Oh my gosh! I really wish his original name was Rex Steiner. I really wish they would have went with that. I really this wish just his last name. <laughs> yeah, for sure. They yeah, should have done yeah. that. If you don't want to associate this guy with the Steiners, don't put him in 1990s Steiner gear. He was wearing. He sound, he's in Steiner's gear. He is, yeah. and he sounds just like his dad, and he looks like Scott because like, WWE thinks their fans are stupid. And that's oh that's God. just what we're stuck with. But with like, one, they should have called him like Stevie Steiner or Jimmy Steiner or Bobby Steiner. I mean, whatever. Braun Steiner, go for it. I Braun, mean, yeah. yeah. Rex Rex Steiner. I mean, their last name is I like Rex you know Steiner. Your last name is Rex Steiner, whatever. But yeah. I do like Rex Steiner. I, I, though I don't like names where like the last syllable of the matches first name the next the one, syllable, where it kind of like carries over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't like those kind of names. Well, it's. I think that they were trying to play on Rick Steiner, but also their actual last name is yeah. Rick Steiner. But whatever. With that, good for them. Two point whatever. I believe that's how Rick got his name in the first place because Rick Steiner. Oh, could be. Well, his, isn't his yeah. name Rick Rex Steiner? No, his name is Robbie. Oh, Robert. Weird. I think. Oh, all right. yeah. But so with with this two point I'm expecting. So we've got El Generico. Uh, uh, I forgot who the second one was that I said, but uh, Gargano, uh, Gargano. Uh, and Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens. And here's my here's my uh, thought on how this is going to work out. Kevin Owens is going to debut as a surprise entrant in the King of Hearts Owen Hart Cup tournament, and he is going oh my to win it. He named that son would be incredible. Owens. I mean, he the reason he's he got Owens, Owens is, you know. Owen yeah. Hart. So he's talked about that. Yeah. He so has. I definitely see that happening. I it, we'll get Cesaro as well. Cesaro's coming. Gargano, El Generico, Kevin Steen. Well, I mean, do you know the state of these people's contracts? Like, so KO supposedly is up in January. Yep. But what about Gargano? When's he free? When's uh supposedly, Sammy, Sammy Zane free? I mean, supposedly, I mean, we're just two idiots who read the internet, but supposedly uh December third is supposed to be Gargano's contract. Sami Zayn's oh, wow. uh, supposed to be end of December. Um, Owens is supposed to be beginning of January. And then I think Cesaro 
is somewhere close as well. Do you leave your wife though? Do you leave your wife behind? Do you think she'll just catch up to you later? I, or do you stay so. there with her? I mean, you look at Zelina Vega. She's uh, married to Malachi Black, and she's WWE, yeah. and, and he's, uh, you know, AEW. You get those couples, and eventually well, it's... she got released. The Rock's daughter was like, yeah, that's my friend, bro. Yeah. And they're like, okay, we're sorry. Yeah. And, I mean, you've got Charlotte Flair and Andrade. I mean... I guess Andrade was released, but uh, it was my yeah, understanding that he was requesting it. So, so was Malachi. Yeah, yeah, that's true. He was requesting it, from what I hear too. Yeah, yeah you're right. So I think that. And then, like the whole thing about that, I guess is he went to NXT and Candice followed him. So maybe he'll go to AEW and Candice will follow him eventually. Too. I expect that to happen for sure. And yeah. is WWE going to fuck over Candice LeRae by adding? 10 months to her contract because she's pregnant or, or whatever. Or making her the on-screen romance with uh, Mojo Raleigh or something. Yeah, I mean, in, in, like, that's another yeah, thing too. Yeah, Mojo, that's good shit. We got Lana. Lana's coming. Lana's gotta come. Look at all the all the great promos that Miro's been doing where he's like, oh, I Shout think, out to my I think God, wife. I am the Redeemer and my wife for being double-jointed. Like, she's coming. Like, you know, that's uh, I don't want her to. I don't want her to be CJ. I, but what do you want? You just don't want her to show up, or you don't want her to be CJ Parker. Is that her I name? Mean, well, yeah. I mean, well, she's not CJ Parker. That's that's a dude. That that, that was the NXT jobber. Oh, that's Juice yeah. Robinson. Juice Robinson. Um, no, she's CJ Perry. CJ Perry. She's CJ Perry. Um, I believe so. When she comes to AEW, which she will, um, she's gonna be like white girl, Valley girl, CJ Perry. Like she, I want her to be the Russian woman. Damn it. Why can't she, she come so to good in that role? Why can't she come to AEW and be the Russian? She won't. I think she will. I think I don't Miro is so like laid back and he's a twitcher. His whole thing is that his whole gimmick is he's a gamer. Mm-hmm. I don't think they would put a gamer with a Russian uh militant or whatever she was. <laughs> she doesn't necessarily have to be a militant, but I mean that's how we know his wife. I mean, look at Malachi Black. Malachi yeah. Black did a vignette saying he's Tommy End. But he's delusional about the last five years. But he stuck with his gimmick. He showed up with his eyeball like missing and all bruised. He continued. Yeah, getting worse and worse. He continued his WWE gimmick into AEW because it worked and yeah. he liked it. Yeah, Lana's going to do the same thing. She probably won't be CJ. I would assume she's going to be. Uh, what do you think she'll be called? Some Russian name. This is Mira. Are you just leaving us right now? <laughs> no, my cat is in the room. <laughs> All right, bye. Yeah, she's not. Do they call her Mrs. Miro? Uh, I mean, uh, no. I, I think she'll probably get something close to Lana. I mean, it's it's like Ruby Riot was Ruby Riot. Now she's Ruby Soho. There's like she's not Heidi. Lowe. Yeah, she. I, I read because I'm a stupid idiot who reads stuff on the internet. Read that she didn't want to be uh, Heidi Lovelace, uh, Lovelace, whatever. Again, she wanted to be continued to be Ruby. Is it Lovelace? I, I sometimes I think it was Lovelace. Is it Lovelace or Lovelace? I think it's Lovelace. I didn't. I didn't watch her before WWE. Lovelace. I don't know. I, mean, I never. I didn't really Lovelace. watch it either. I don't really know how it's pronounced. Yeah. I just read the name online. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna break the fourth wall for a second and talk about what I'm seeing on the screen here. Okay. Um, are you seeing sound waves by my name? Because I'm not. Yes, I see sound waves by your name. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Sorry. On my end, it looks like flatline. <laughs> Do you just go kayfabe on us? 
Did you shoot? I did. I did. Oh, I did. boy. Hey, Colt Cabana, how you doing? <laughs> oh, I saw the thing on Boston Mania where they asked Colt Cabana, like, how he felt about CM Punk, and he just got kind of mad. That was one thing that I was really worried about is Colt Cabana is all elite. Like, Colt Cabana, he's, he's, on, he, yeah, he's on the, you know, the being the elite, and he's in the background, and and it seems like he's everyone's, like, favorite guy. And he's a great wrestler. He's he's a fan favorite, I would say. And the uh, thing I was worried about was that CM Punk was going to show up and maybe disrupt the ecosystem of, of Colt Cabana, who is I, – I love CM Punk. CM Punk, I tell my wife, CM Punk's my favorite of all time. But then I, when I trained to be a pro wrestler, I said – Christian Cage is my favorite of all time. And now when my wife will watch uh, AEW with me, it's Hangman Adam Page is my favorite of all time. So I, I've got these three favorites what? that that I just, I'm, I'm so in love with. But the fact that CM Punk is coming somewhere that he's not an original, that like, that just made me think like, oh, I just hope that, I hope Colt Cabana is okay with this. I do too. I do too. Um, Colt's one of the greatest non WWE guys that that's around today. Yeah, no, I feel the same way. Like, how's Colt gonna feel about it? Like, is, are they gonna push him out? Are they gonna release him? Like, what's gonna happen? You know. And so far, I mean, they're kind of coexisting, but it's it's still pretty new. It's still yeah. fresh. Um, but then, if you look at you look at it like this, like, how can they pass up CM Punk? Yeah. Right. Even if they have the guy that that CM Punk hates and hates him and whatever, their best friends end up falling out. Like, how could you pass mm-hmm. that up? Yeah, and I I would assume that they they had to have talked. Yeah, you're right. They had to sit down with them and say, hey, this is what we're going to do. Are you on board with it? Yeah, okay. I, I could not see Tony Khan just saying, hey, we're getting punk without talking to Colt Cabana. Yes, he's going to sign CM Punk no matter what because you fucking do that. But I would expect mm-hmm. Tony Khan, someone who seems to be a great employer based on like how happy and how you can see like the morale of AEW through like Twitter posts and, and interviews and everyone just saying how much they love AEW. There's no way that Tony Khan could have possibly signed CM Punk without talking to Colt and just being like, hey, I hope you're cool with this. It's happening, but how do you feel about it? Yeah, I think so too. It's like, well, there's a door, buddy. There's a door if you don't. Want I don't to think it. that they would release Colt Cabana on, uh, you know, on punk. I mean, if he, if Colt said, if Colt said, I will not work with that son of a bitch, I think they might really, they're not going to not get CM yeah, Punk. Yeah. I, well, I also think that Colt Cabana and CM Punk are, I mean, we're probably, we're about seven years after their issues because it all kind of happened around the same time Punk was leaving. Yeah. I mean, it was probably about, a little like maybe a year later yeah because they did that podcast in november mm-hmm. and then the um he left in january they did the podcast in november and then they you know it took a little off that court hearing to happen yeah probably you know maybe five or six years but yeah around there and i feel like in those five or six years you can tell that those guys you probably grew it. up a little bit and, yeah. and, and it, it's a money thing yeah yeah that it's was the big thing, thing too well it was you know it was the whole uh uh, court fees and shit. Yep. And like, um, you know, eventually it's like, it was money. Yeah. Fuck it, you know, more important things in this life than money. Yeah. But if you don't have it and you're stuck losing it, yeah. then, you know, I, need it. I, I can need see it. the issue for sure. <laughs> so uh, you did get to watch All Out. Yes. You saw the whole yes, the whole thing. Okay, great. Um, would you say that All Out is, is your favorite uh, AEW pay-per-view so far? 
Yeah, I would say that. It was really good from top to bottom. Um, I don't think I would have uh, went out of my way to watch it if it wasn't for CM Punk's debut. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was fun. It was good. It was a really good show. Um, yeah, uh, probably the best pay-per-view they've had. Yeah. I I, I hate that... Uh, well, I guess I don't hate this, but I, it's unfortunate that our boy Hangman Page had a kid because Your favorite wrestler of all time. He's my favorite. He's my favorite current wrestler. That's, that's the, that's the thing. Hangman isn't favorite of all time. Hangman. Like when I, when I talk to my wife, I'm like, Mandy, uh, it's our boy hangman page. He's wrestling tonight. Like we love hangman page, but also CM Punk wasn't wrestling. Christian cage wasn't wrestling. So hangman took the spot of my favorite wrestler. Christian Cage will be my favorite wrestler of all time. Oh, Christian Cage is so incredible. We'll keep that. CM Punk. I was always more of a Christian than an Edge fan. Yeah, I don't. I just Christian had more. Uh, he was Captain Charisma. He had more charisma, and mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw his TNA run, but oh yeah, absolutely. I remember when he debuted in TNA. Yeah, I lived in Orlando when they were filming every oh, week, and I got to see him live. I was in. Uh, I was in the front row for 56 episodes, I think, because they sometimes wow. they would. T- Are you the hat guy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm the green shirt guy. Um, but hey, they- so um, real quick, check this out. In in uh, November of 2004, my best friend and I flew to Orlando so we could be live for the first ever TNA pay per view. Oh, wow. um, Victory Road. That's before. awesome. Yeah, yeah. It was the main event was Jeff Jarrett versus Jeff Hardy in a ladder match. Jeez, man. And no TNA way. It was was it Jeff, so yeah. It was Jeff Jarrett versus Jeff Hardy, then Hall and Nash came out, and that's when they started the Kings of Wrestling. Yep. Ugh. AJ Styles versus Petey Williams. Those those exhibition matches were incredible. Oh, and you oh. said who the fuck is Ace Austin? Ace Austin. Who the fuck is Ace Austin? Ace Austin. And I would say Anthony Nice or Tony Nice, whatever he goes by. I don't, I don't hear him, yeah. Those two guys are the next AJ Styles. If they are groomed correctly, those two guys, they both have like you would think that they did gymnastics their entire lives. They've got I mean Tony Nese has been around for a while. How old is he? Uh, I would say he's probably like 36. 30, I don't think he's in his 40s yet, but Yeah, he's not going to be the next AJ Styles then. Well, I'll say Ace Austin is. So, you should watch okay. Watch Ace, watch Ace Austin. He's like he goes full blown innovative in his matches. Like just tries to. That's what the exhibition was about. It was not. Yeah. It's not about weight limits. But he's not no in anymore. He's, he fought Christian for the world title. But uh, Alexander is going to be doing that next, and he's the exhibition yeah, champion. Exactly. I mean, you you get that cross. The cross. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't like Ace Austin's look. I just don't like his look. I feel like he's trying too hard. I don't know what it is. I want to get. Re- yeah, I would like to not have purple hair, but whatever. Um, <laughs> but but with with all that said, you know. Um, oh, I, what I was saying was. Um, so I saw. I watched uh, TNA live every week in uh, in fifty six weeks. Yeah, fifty six weeks. I was on TV. I was on TV fifty six weeks in a row. But you could do a podcast of fifty six weeks with Eric Bischoff. Yeah, right. <laughs> the the time before, before he showed up to TNA and ruined it. But um yeah. anyway, been, anyways for Christian Cage getting speared through the cage and the door flew off into the crowd. 
I don't know if you remember that. He got gold by Rhino. I don't remember that, no. I don't remember the door flying into the crowd. Check it out. I I don't know if they showed it on TV, but the the cage door flung off into the crowd. It took out like 10 people, and and they kept going with the show, but... But yes, yeah, so um, so Christian Cage. Did he get sued? Uh, I don't know. There might be some kind of like liability thing with buying Universal Studios tickets. Like if you get injured, then just deal with it. Oh right, that makes so, sense. Because it's just the Universal Studios soundstage. Uh, but so Christian Cage, his TNA run, like just amped me up even more. The instant classic, uh, him running the Christian Coalition with Tomko and AJ Styles. Yeah, that was like the best time for TNA. Um, CM Punk it really was CM Punk is like, I love him so much because he in 2011 summer of punk, he reignited my love for pro wrestling, even though I've watched it nonstop since 1997. Um, he reignited like, this is why I watch it. And that's why I'm so excited. CM Punk gets me excited for wrestling when wrestling it's was good. bad. And, and now AEW is just my, my thing that I just fucking love because every single week they put on the best show and they beat Raw in the ratings. And it's obviously, you know, it's apparent why. It's because they have such a great show. Um, and that, But Hangman Page, my boy on a cruise ship got crowd surfed while drinking. You can't beat Did he have a horse on their ship? He, he came out on a horse, horse, horse at uh, All Out. Did he tie his horse up to the dock or what? He brought his horse. Uh, well, he stopped using Hunter Horse Helmsley. Uh, oh, didn't that, no, that the horse died. Yeah. yeah. He died. Yeah, so he stopped using horses. But but Hangman Page, I mean, that's what we were going to get it all out. I think if it – oh, yeah, let me go full circle back to me saying it fucking sucks that he had a kid. But, um, I mean, you could Wait, see – Hangman Page. Page. Hangman Page. He had a kid. And that's yeah, he's he, a miracle science. That's why he's gone. But we should have gotten it all out. I mean, Hangman that's not really why. and Omega. We should have gotten Hangman and Omega at all out. That's that is the besides uh, Jim Ross calling Paul White Big Show. That is the only problem I have with All Out. I other than that, I think it was the most solid pro wrestling uh, pay per view that we've gotten. Since like, I don't know, Royal Rumble 2000, like that far back, like it's hard. Oh, uh, there's been a few good ones since then. But it's hard. Like, WrestleMania 19. Oh yeah, I guess there's been some great WrestleManias. I mean, when you had uh, Eddie Guerrero and Benoit, and you had all of these guys like in WrestleManias, that was prime wrestling. Well, I say I say WrestleMania 19 specifically uh, because of Kurt Angle versus Brock, uh, despite the finish. And uh, Jericho versus Michaels. Jericho versus Michaels. WrestleMania 19 is one of my favorite matches of all time. Oh, really? Especially for what happened after the match. What happened after the match? Um, so Jericho idolized Sean. Mm-hmm. You know, growing up and going into this match, and like he's like, oh, you know, there's one time I want to be the next Shawn Michaels, but then I decided to be the, next, the first Chris Jericho. And after the match was over, um, Shawn Michaels beat him. Shawn Michaels uh, put his hand out to shake his hand. Mm-hmm. And Jericho's like, you know, and he and he and he put his arms out like, like you're my brother, man. Yeah, you know. And Shawn Michaels gave him a big hug, and then Jericho kneed him in the groin. Oh, that's awesome! And then Shawn just slid, Shawn just slid down his body, <laughs> and Jericho pushed him down. Oh. That was like, because I was expecting Jericho to be like, "I love you, man." Yeah, we had a great match. I fucking love you. Yep. 
give me a hug. And I was expecting that. And then Jericho just need him right in the nuts. And, like, just I wasn't expecting too great. It was just really such a good moment. It was such a good moment. Would you say that AEW probably wouldn't be uh, a thing anymore if it weren't for Chris Jericho? Or do you think that they still would have been able to? Uh... I feel like he did help them tremendously. Yeah. I feel like his name value helped them tremendously. Um, because Jericho, he's, I mean, he's one of the greatest of all time. He really, oh, really absolutely. is. On the mic, in the ring, like anything he does, he does it well. And um, just his name value, I think, brings a lot to the table for them. He really you know, he's himself. a much bigger name than Endlessly. the Young Bucks or, yeah. you know, Cody Rhodes, whatever. Like Jericho's such a name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he's he's 50 now or 51, whatever age he is, but he's still like, he's yeah, still he's, such he's a draw. Mm-hmm. I mean, and he's like, he's one of those guys that it's like, you don't want him to retire. He knows that he, he has to, and he's not sticking around because he needs the the limelight. He's sticking around because right. he loves the business and he's like clearly grooming people. I mean, look at Orange Cassidy. When when I first saw AEW, I'd never heard of, uh, of uh, Orange Cassidy before. And I was like, this guy wrestles with his pockets, his hands in his pockets. I love it. And, and it was so entertaining. And then he had his match against Pac, where he actually wrestled. And I was like, oh, my God. Then he wrestles with Chris Jericho. Orange Cassidy just went to that next level. You never have to put a belt on Orange Cassidy. Just go out. Everyone wants to see him. And I think that was huge with, like, the, um, the Mimosa Mayhem match that they had. Like, the, the three... Oh, yeah. <laughs> the jacuzzi yeah. for mimosa was that what it was yeah and i and chris i mean chris jericho is the reason AEW is alive today but um you know it, i think he's a big part of that yeah. i really do he's got to retire he he can and AEW will live on for sure at this point he's kind of give them the little launch that they needed mm-hmm. and he could go away he could never be on AEW tv again and they'll be fine yeah but he was tremendous getting them off the ground oh absolutely i think that um do you know Orange Cassidy came from? No. Do you know who he was prior to being Orange Cassidy? I know that he, I know in his personal life, he like builds houses. It's got like a construction okay, so, company, uh, but I don't know. I guess I'm going to test, I'm I'm test how well you know indie wrestling. Uh, because when I heard this, I marked the fuck out. Uh, Orange Cassidy, before being Orange Cassidy, was Fire Ant. Was that Shakara? Shakara, yeah. The ant colony in Chikara. And then that got me like, oh, who are the other ones? Tony Nese was an ant. Uh, Tracy Williams was Tracy an ant. Williams. Who's Tracy and, Williams? Um, he's a guy. He's a Ring of Honor guy. He's not really hmm. famous. Um, I, as far as I know, he's still in Ring of Honor. And then um, there's another one. It was Fire Ant, Worker Ant. Oh, Pinky Sanchez. Pinky Sanchez was an ant, too. I don't know Pinky Sanchez. Another indie guy. He was another indie guy. But yeah, I never even thought about their identities when I heard that uh, Orange Cassidy was Fire Ant. Wow, that's that's awesome. I mean, that's like I, I, uh, Chikara was was great because I mean, that was like gimmicks full blast. That was nineteen nineties wrestling of just every single person is this. Yeah, gimmick. yeah. There's a Fire really Ant, Worker Ant, like, and it's like that's what you push. And I think that's they were like the, colony. the ants were called yeah. the colony. Yeah, yeah. It's so great. I, I, you know, I love, I love what uh, Chikara did and um, uh, PWG. I think AEW is basically oh, yeah. PWG on steroids. Yeah. Um, it, it, well, I think uh, PWG was storylines. Yeah. 
right? With storytelling, because PWG mm-hmm. was just in your face, uh, high flying, crazy moves. Uh, but AEW is more storytelling than that. Yeah, yeah. PWG's uh, full full blown fan service. I mean, having like intergender matches with like Legos, uh, you know, Lego uh, <laughs> all over the ring, and like we are getting those little bits. But but AEW. We just had Chris Jericho and MJF finish up a year-long feud. Like, incredible. The crazy thing about PWG is, like, I was watching, my my wife and I were watching, I was buying DVDs online, Mm -hmm. and we were watching all this PWG, and now all those guys are either in AEW or WWE, basically. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. And and now they're all going to head to AEW. (laughs) Adam Cole. But, yeah, they're they're all mainstream now. They're all big names. Yeah. As they should be. I mean, that's the thing is like with AEW is it's there's not one wrestler, I would say, on the roster that doesn't love pro wrestling. They weren't groomed to be pro wrestlers. They are pro wrestlers that love pro wrestling. Where If you watch WWE or uh, I guess WWE, I I mean, that's the main comparison. I mean, yeah, because I mean, they're they're the only ones that are really taking non-wrestlers and making them into wrestlers. Nobody else yeah. is really doing that, you know, without the mm-hmm. desire to be a wrestler. Because if you're going to go, like, look at Matt Riddle, right? Matt Riddle was a UFC fighter. He wanted to be a wrestler. Same with Shayna Baszler. They started in yeah. the indie scene. They started at the bottom. You know, they worked their way up, and now they're, they're mm-hmm. the main thing on TV. But with WWE, the only one who's really going, hey, you know, you have a good look. You should be a wrestler. Yeah. And, like, I feel like if you have a conversation with, maybe not half the roster, but maybe like a fourth of the roster. And you're like, uh, you know, what's your favorite match growing up? They, they would just say, Oh, I don't know. I didn't really watch like that's, but if you ask any single person in AEW, they're like, Oh, Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels, Iron Man, or Bret Hart and Steve Austin, Ken Shamrock, you know, referee. You, say that. you say Bret Hart. Cause I was just thinking, uh, my favorite, like my number one favorite match of all time is, uh, Bret Hart versus Mr. Perfect, SummerSlam 91. I'll have to watch that. Yeah, I started uh, not too long ago, um, before Peacock, um, but I watched the I network. Hate I hate Peacock so much. I watched the network and I started, um, was it 93, uh, WWE Raw or WWF Raw? And then I was going through and I was watching it live. Or like each week I'd watch like each thing go in like full order of how they were produced and then and then i just stopped because it was like you know you had um friar ferguson show up and then the next week he's bastion booger and it was just kind (laughs) of like okay this is a little cheesy but then but then you get to when it it is focusing on like razor ramon and Shawn michaels in a ladder match or steve austin and bret hart they are having wrestling matches. It's not about oh, yeah. the gimmick that they play. They are having wrestling matches. So oh, yeah. once I, I'll, I'll get back into it, but I think I'm going to skip forward probably like, you know, pre-attitude. So 96, 97, uh, go through all that because that was, I mean, seeing Vader and Shawn Michaels and, and uh, Mankind, like his debut and everything, that's like probably the best part of the video. You can go back and watch it. Started at 95, started September 95 with Nitro debuts. Ooh, that's. And then just watch them back and forth. And just watch Nitro Raw, Nitro Raw, Nitro Raw, <laughs> Nitro Dog Show. What the fuck, Dog Show? Yeah. Did you know that Nitro debuted on a week they had a dog I didn't show? I know that. They had no competition. 
That's awesome. The West Manchester Dog Show, on, it was on the USA Network like two or three times mm-hmm. a year. And it always happened during Raw. And for, I don't know why. I don't know what happened. But they, they, two or three times a year, there was no yeah, Raw. I remember. When they, and Nitro debuted on the night. Raw always got yeah, the Nitro debuted on that yeah. night. That's that's also one thing that I want to talk about too. Um, I want to getting to the end of AEW here, our conversation. But AEW is doing so well that there's no way Rampage can stay on a Friday. Rampage is doing very well, like six hundred and eighty thousand people watching it. It's still hitting that that high ratings with the. It hit a million with CM Punk. They did, yeah. It was like one point one or something. But they're hitting high in the demographics. So I'm expecting before the end of the year, we're going to get some kind of announcement that Rampage is moving to a different night. I think if AEW is smart, move it to Mondays, go head to head. Don't lose your dynamite show. The problem is is that Rampage isn't always live. But look how, how well it's doing. I mean, TNT's how often does TNT brag yeah. about how well their shows are doing in demo? Like they're posting on Twitter. Hey, look how great AEW is doing. So I think Rampage has to go to two hours, and it's got to it's so got to compete with WWE. And I think it has to be its own taping, its own yeah, its own entity. Because right now they're for the most part they're taping it after after uh, yeah. Dynamite. I mean, easy enough to uh, move I, it to um, Tuesday. Do the Tuesday wars. Shut yeah, NXT down. Like really right? move it to yeah. Tuesday. Follow NXT. Yeah, yeah. That'd be super crazy. Um, yeah, I it, there's no way that they can keep Rampage seven o'clock hour time uh on Fridays at an hour. I mean, look at next week's show. Obviously, it's September twentieth, so this will have already happened, but CM Punk is wrestling on their second uh, their But isn't he fighting like Powerhouse hops. hops. Yes. It's going to be incredible. That would be crazy. Fun fact. I, He's from around here. He's yeah, around fun here. fact. I designed, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen his Willpower logo. It's like a kind of like a diamond Superman type thing. He debuted with that. No. It was in his uh, entrance video. It was on his ring gear. But yeah, I designed that in 2015. Oh, yeah. wow. Oh, yeah. That's I'm crazy. a graphic designer, illustrator, web developer as well. Besides alcoholic, but um, nice. so last thing that I want to say with uh, AEW, what is your favorite AEW match? Oh, um, it's a good one. Probably that tag team, uh, tag team cage match. All out this year. That was epic. That was From that was out, one right? of one of the best cage matches ever, and one of the best tag matches of yeah. all time. It was incredible. It really was. Both teams pulled it all stops. Um, I mean, I don't really know. Their history is not that mm-hmm. rich yet. Um, I haven't watched a lot of their stuff either. Um, but, yeah, probably that yeah. one. Yeah, I would – one thing would have made that my favorite match of all time, or uh, of AEW's all time, if there was a story involved. Because it was just they kind of won, yeah. like, you know uh, – Tournament, tournament and they got thrown into it but i mean they had the the triple a tag team match the ladder match awesome and they had a little bit of a story leading up to that of like oh we went to mexico and we beat you guys for these titles but 
then they just kind of face them with no storyline leading into it, which is okay because it was an incredible match. But my favorite match of AEW, Hangman and Omega versus the Young Bucks for the Tag Team Championships at Revolution 2020 because... I don't think I saw that pay-per-view. I will, I'll share my uh, account with you so you can watch it. But it was so good. It had the full a full story involved with, you know, Hangman and, and Omega clashing, and like you can see that they don't like each other, and they kind of got thrown together. And there's like hints during the match that, uh, uh, sorry, that um, Hangman is going to turn on Omega, but then Omega is going to turn on Hangman, and it was just that was a really good little story, incredible build, and and that's another good thing too is. We're hitting um, probably a year and a half on the Hangman Omega feud, and that is going to pay and off. That's why you want huge. To that that is going to pay off huge. Yeah. And I would assume it's it's probably going to be. Are they still feuding? Uh, at the moment, no, because Hangman's away. Yeah, oh, Hangman's away, but I think he's going to come back. We've got um, you know Danielson versus Omega. That's kind of the feud going on now. I do expect Danielson to take the title off Omega. Um, obviously obviously oh, wow. uh, not at the dynamite that's happening because they're not fighting for the belt. But uh, yeah. I do expect Danielson to, to be the champion, and I'm okay with that. I, I would like yeah. to see that. All right, we are going to take a quick break, and when we return, we're going to get a little bit more into alcohol and where we can find our good boy here on social media. If you've made it this far into the episode, it's safe to assume you're enjoying the show. You can support this podcast by picking up some merch over at shop.stricterpictures.com. Please like, comment, subscribe, and check out some of the other content we've created on this channel. Thanks. Welcome back to the show. Uh, Got a refill on your drink, so that's good. Hell yeah. I got to empty on my bladder, which is also good. Yep, that's uh, That was one thing that I never really did. Oh, that's lovely. That's like one thing I never really did with the shows is like take a break. It was kind of just like an hour and a half of just, oh, we're drinking, 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 drinking. And then I realized, oh, yeah, people pee. So. <laughs> yeah, especially when they drink. Mm-hmm. So you co-produce uh, Hypothetical Comedy. Uh, how about you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, along with my wife. Um, so, like, quick backstory. I'll try to make it brief. Uh, I met she went. We went to middle school together. Uh, we reconnected like late oh, wow. in our twenties, and she was mm-hmm. doing stand-up comedy, and I wanted to do stand-up comedy, and so we started hanging out, and then eventually mm. we fell in love, and uh, we've been comedy together for years. And uh, my wife has a joke. Where she says that she caught her boyfriend because we were, you know, we were boyfriend yeah. and girlfriend for a long time before we were married. Uh, we were together for, we've been together for uh, 12 years oh, and wow. we've married for 11. I'm sorry, we've been married for oh. two. We've been married for two. Well. <laughs> like <a> complete liar. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so she had this joke where she says that she caught her boyfriend cheating on her. And the punchline is that it was with a guy. Mm. Right. And oh, the guy, you know, he was fucking, wasn't even my type. Um, 
And so those like that was the big joke amongst the community. Like, oh, oh, you know, everybody's look at me, whatever, yeah. you know, like, oh, okay, okay. And uh, it got to the point where uh, no matter where I was, no matter who was next to me, when she was telling that joke, I would say, hey, this is a hypothetical situation, mm-hmm. you know? And um, <laughs> one day we performed at the San Jose Improv together. Yeah. And we, we like, it was like our biggest bringer show we ever did. Like between the two of us, we brought like a hundred people. Oh, wow. That place was packed. We brought so many people. It was our hometown. All of our friends wanted to see us do comedy. And it just, it just, the stars aligned, you know, we mm-hmm. brought so many people. And, um, and so everybody knew, you know, a lot of people knew her, a lot of people knew me, a lot of people knew both of us. And so she, um, she did her set and I was next and she ended it with the shitty boyfriend joke. And I told the host, I pulled the host aside and I said, Hey, forget everything I told you. Cause the whole story is like, what should I say about you? What should I say yeah. about you? And I was like, whatever, who cares? You know, just whatever. As long as you say funky, I don't care. Yeah. Um, I go forget everything I told you. What I want you to do is go out there and say, this next comic wants me to tell you that Athena's joke about the cheating boyfriend is a hypothetical situation and it fucking killed. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Like the fucking the roof blew off that place when she said that because they knew that I was with her. Mm-hmm. And um, then she brought me out, whatever I did my set. And so hypothetical has always been kind of just an inside joke with yeah. us. And so we stopped doing comedy for a few years, like three, three and a half years. Mm-hmm. And we got back into comedy in 2019. We had gotten married and we got back into comedy all in the same month in 2019. And what our idea was, was to do a comedy troupe, like a team mm-hmm. and be called hypothetical comedy. Yeah. And it just kind of evolved into a brand. And, and, you know, we started doing showcases, hypothetical comedy showcases at, co- at our, my comedy club where I work. Mm-hmm. And, um, it just kind of grew from there. And then when the pandemic happened, uh, all the online hypothetical comedy shows and things like that, and it just kind of grew into its own brand. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Hell yeah. Are you guys still doing a lot of it now that the quarantine nonsense is kind Not of... really. Um, we're doing some. We're doing some. Yeah. Um, I had just performed and we had just performed in the... Uh, the uh, Savage Henry Comedy Festival, October 7th, 8th, and 9th, and it was so much fun. Oh, that's awesome. I miss yeah, doing yeah, comedy. Back in October. I'm back doing... in October. We did oh, that. geez. Wow. Last month. Yeah. Wait. What is it right now? November 10th? <laughs> November 3rd. Where are we at right now? November 8th? November 3rd? <laughs> November 3rd. Yeah, you son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, last month. Uh, it was really fun. Oh, yeah. uh, we were in the Savage Henry Comedy Festival up in Eureka, California. That's great. I'm uh, yeah, so you know, I heard that it was the best show that anyone had ever seen. Oh man, it was so amazing. Yeah, it was so amazing. <laughs> um, I'm not actively pursuing comedy. I'm not trying to like get bookings yeah. and stuff. Um, but if things come along, I'm not going to turn anything down. Yeah. Uh, so you, I had asked if you had a drinking story that you wanted to share. Did you have one that you wanted oh, to man. share? I have too many. I have too many. Um, so there was when I was in my early twenties. Uh, there was this bar that I used to go to in downtown Los Gatos called The Last Call. Mm-hmm. And I was going there like Thursday, Friday, Saturday night. Yeah. Like every week. Like I was in my early 20s. I was getting paid pretty good. I didn't pay rent. I had money to burn at the bar. And I had so much fun. Those like some of the best years of my life. Um, I, I started hanging out with the rock and roll band, like a metal band. Mm-hmm. And like I went to their shows and everything and became pretty good friends with them. Um, I was friends with all the bar flies. It came to the point where I could just show up to the bar by myself and I knew a bunch of people. Yeah. 
That's like the best uh, feeling. But as far as drinking stories, let's see. Oh, here's a fun one. When I was 19, uh, I can tell a story because my mom is not alive anymore. Uh, mm. When I was 19, my mom was buying me this alcohol. Uh, it was called Cisco. It was like the sugary alcohol, hmm. drink, whatever. It was pretty strong. I don't yeah. know how strong it was, but it seemed pretty strong. I put down like three or four of them, um, these big bottles. And I was, I was 19. I was so fucking drunk. Um, I threw up that night so hard that blood came out of my nose. Oof. I was like, well, that's weird, right? Uh, the next day, my whole entire eye was red. It was all blood. I had popped this vessel so hard that my entire white of my eye was bloody. From drinking? Or From throwing up really hard. Oh, man. That's rough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that shit was, it was, it was rough, man. It was crazy. <laughs> I haven't done anything like that, but, uh, you know, the night is young and I've got a, well, that was over 20 years. I've got a plastic solo cup of, um, <laughs> screwdriver in my, in my gullet now. So, um, so oh, here's a fun one. Here's a fun one. Okay. Uh, I was at the same bar, last call, drinking Long Island iced teas. Um, at the end of the night, my friend who's at, oh, the bar's closing. Drink my drink my drink. So I downed his drink, and then we were leaving, and halfway home, halfway back to my house, it hit me, and I was so fucking, so fucking drunk. And I thought it was cool because I had these new pants where there was like a like a pocket right next to the knee. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, put my keys in this pocket, you know, whatever. They won't get in my way. And so when I got home that night, uh, I leaned down to get the, my keys out of my knee pocket. And I just went, boom, face first on the cement. I just leaned down and I just kept going. Oh, it was a good time. That's rough. Good times. I showed up to work the next day. My forehead was all cut up and bruised. Are you noticing now, like uh, being older and drinking, that you don't really get that, like, you don't get to be a dumb drunk and remember that much stuff. Like now it's just kind of like <laughs> you kind of think back like what what happened last night? But like, you know, 19, 20 to 25, I mean, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I remember every little second of last night. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. I felt great. And now it's just kind of like I think I turned the alarm on in the house, but I'm not sure. I, it, maybe <laughs> I think I locked all the doors. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, I don't drink. I'm not a heavy drinker these days, uh, but definitely when I was uh, in my early 20s, I, I, w- I would drink to fall down. Oh yeah, I mean that's I mean that's what you do. You gotta gotta learn your limits, I guess. Uh, yeah, good things. Funky, Mister Funky, we have reached the end of this episode. But where can our listeners? Here, we'll, we'll do a little big sip here. I am out now. But uh, what are you asking me about, Mr. Funky? Uh, where can our viewers and listeners find you on social media? Um, Funky Sam Medina across the board at Funky Sam Medina, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Venmo, all that fun stuff. Awesome. Uh, you can find Hypothetical Comedy at Hypothetical Comedy on Instagram. I have a wrestling podcast. Uh, we're mostly on Twitter, PWN Podcast. It's called Pro Wrestling Nation. Oh, awesome! Uh, I, have, I have a lot of fun doing that. And I have a few other podcasts, but that's kind of the one that I focus on the most. Uh, I want to thank you so much for being on the show. I want to thank all the listeners and the viewers for joining in with us. Uh, You can find our show at HADWM on all social media. You should like, subscribe, comment, do everything because YouTube is the most important part of this show. And thanks. So cheers, Sam. Hell yeah. It was a pleasure having a drink with you, sir. Oh, I loved having a drink with you too.